Okay. Alright, we are back with Snooze and Booze. We left off talking about uh, Simpsons episodes that broke our hearts. <laughs> to we're gonna start talking about haunted horrors that uh, haunted <clears throat> horror stories that uh, we're gonna dove into the occult. Yeah, a little. Uh, we just saw this uh, Danger Dolan video. Top ten, uh, no, top fifteen scary stories that turned out to be, be true. true. Uh, what do you think about it? Very awesome. Like some of them I knew, and some of them are you know like yeah. new to me. Yeah, you know? same, same. What do you uh, what do you think? I mean, do you think the supernatural exists, that kind of thing, or do you think it's just interesting? Like things like that are interesting to you. Like it's one of those things where you know, just like uh, just uh, watching scary movies, you know, yeah. like you know, there's like this whole world of, like ghosts and demons, spectres, yeah, poltergeists, whatever. But then you know, like in uh, I guess my most scientific mentality, I'm thinking, you know, like like what is the cardinal rule of energy? Uh, cannot be destroyed only um, change form change, change right? form yeah absolutely so I think like maybe there's like something like you know going on that we don't really understand like at least maybe me just like I'm just like you know just like some just somebody I'm not like a scientist I'm not like a well to me scientifically the way I explain it is um, other dimension it's second dimension that I don't know about or I'm not in that it's the second dimension I'm not privy to but there's sometimes there's bridges between them as hmm. opposed to like if I if I call it a supernatural world, if I call it the other world, the other side, whatever you want to say, it, it gives more credibility to me believing in magic. And there's a part of me that just wants to keep it like let's keep it science so I can keep it credible, right? You know, and it's like, uh, it, you know, let's say our souls are tuned into a certain frequency on a certain dimension, this dimension. Let's say when our body dies, our souls are able to move on to other dimensions, and that other dimension might be hell, it might be heaven, or it might be just another vibrational frequency of this world. Uh, limbo? No, no. Well, maybe limbo if you want to call it. I mean, but I mean, like, let's say, like, um, you know, let's say alternate dimensions exist during this world. And it's we're, we're occupying the exact same space, but at a different vibrational frequency. Okay. So let's say our souls are able to do both. But once our souls leave this body, we are now transport to a different vibrational frequency that makes us look like ghosts. That only shines in brief instances in here huh. that, that, that spook us. They they come out <clears throat> in certain pictures maybe or uh, in movies or you know remember that movie um, uh, uh, White Noise you know stuff like oh, that oh Michael yeah. Keaton yeah like stuff like that you know I like that movie up until the ending and then I was like damn this is kind of a cop out but yeah but that's <laughs> what I'm talking about like uh, I'll, I'll I'll keep with the scientific explanation but I'll call it another dimension you know another series that only our souls are able to travel through mm-hmm. I, I I still find it fascinating I, to me there's too much evidence. Like, let's say I, I, I keep a, a log- logistical mind, I keep a scientific mind, there's too much evidence in its favor for me to deny it, to be like, oh, that's just this or that. There's way too much evidence for me to be like, damn, there's something to it. Right. You know right. what I mean? There's, there's enough to cause <clears throat> doubt to me, like, maybe th- maybe it's not all bullshit, you know? That, that's the way I feel. No, no, I get you. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I guess, like, <clears throat> excuse me, just like I was saying, you know, uh, there's maybe just, like, so much more going on than, you know, like, people realize, you know, just, like, kind of, like, back in, like, the Middle Ages where it's, uh-huh. like, something happens where it's, like, oh, it's, like, dragons and monsters and all this right. stuff. But, you know, like, later on down the line, like, no, it was, like, there's, like, a logical explanation for everything. Yeah. Maybe I'm just, like, not in tune with that. That's what I'm thinking. Just yet, you know. I think I've mentioned this before, but, like, uh, like Batman, because he was, he, Batman's one of those guys who's, like, a super atheist, super scientific only. 
but but in that universe of the DC universe, magic does exist. And there's a specific question that's asked to him by one of the other people who you know who are really smart uh, in the DC universe, like. You you live in a world where literally somebody's somebody's body is made up of dead souls. How do you not how do you not think uh, this underworld is in this? And he explains it with like uh, sorcery is just a science that hasn't been explained yet. Oh, okay, yeah, is. and that's yeah, how he explains that. it. And that's how he's able to kind of like make it through for his mind. In his world, it's still all science. It's just some stuff, some science we understand, and some science we don't. You know, I get that. Yeah. I get that. That makes sense to me. That's actually really really good. Yeah, it's it's just a little bit. Um, like the way I figure, like I, I almost want it to be true more than. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. There's always just that thing where you know something you know beyond like beyond like whatever it is that you're taught or where it makes sense to you. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I guess paranormal. It's not metaphysical, but it's paranormal. Paranormal. I mean, know? actually, there's a thin bridge. I think that's why I'm. That's why I come in with the other dimensions though, because I think there's a bridge between both worlds. Hmm. You know, it's a bridge between. It's like uh, it could be just you know let's let's give it let's let, let's name it altering dimension instead instead of other side other world other kind of shit you know let's let's name it something that actually has some kind of at least in theory a substantial scientific backing behind it you know what i mean oh yeah yeah like there's all these like parallel uh universes like existing simultaneously well i had a yeah absolutely like i had a theory that had um the way you can combine eastern religion and western religions together as far as afterlife goes i had a theory um I mean, I'm fucking. Who the fuck cares about my theory? I'm not like I, you know, but you know, but it, but it's an idea that I had um, about how it can uh, reincarnation can exist along with an afterlife concept can exist, meaning heaven and hell punishment type thing, and a reincarnation type theory. There's the two biggest religions in the world, uh, from Western religions are Christianity, and then from there you get Catholicism, Judaism, and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and Islam even. And then you have Buddhism or even Hinduism, which, which most most of those are more reincarnation theories. You know what I mean? And it's like, how do you have like billions of people believe in one thing and billions of people believe in another thing? And and you have this, you know, like only one can be right. You know, what if it was both? What if they were both right? And the way I explained it was like, because there's okay, have you ever heard the most people think of uh, let's say Western religions think of uh, the human body as a car uh, or as a television set. Okay. This is how I feel. So, if you think of your body as a car, once the car is shut down or impacted or however, it's done, right? And you can no longer move on. Your soul no longer moves on. You never think anymore. That's more of like atheist way of thinking, right? Once you're once you're done, you're done. But if you think of it as like a television set, meaning once you're okay, let's say your television is broken, uh, that specific television is no longer getting those airwaves, those television airwaves. Okay. So, the, but does that mean the show doesn't exist anymore? You know your favorite show. Oh, okay, gotcha. Negative. It just goes to a different, a different uh, form. Uh, it's just a conduit. Like whatever is going on is going on. So but if we it, think of our souls as as that, as airwaves or television waves, uh, meaning like, let's say, okay, well they can't travel to that television set, but they're still going on to another television set. So if you're if that television set is broken, like our bodies, if they're broken, that means it's not like a car at all. That means it can still travel to a different body. That would explain reincarnation. Now let's say our souls, like I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. are is able to travel to a different dimension once a, once it's that eerie burial or like that. Who's to say that the other dimension isn't a heaven or a hell? And you go to those dimensions based on your subconscious think of what you think you deserve after you die. You know. So let's say so you die, you have three options, and your subconscious is making these choices for you. You either think you deserve to be punished, so you're 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 creating your absolution or redemption, and you send yourself to a version of hell. 
in that dimension, or you think you should be rewarded and you send yourself to a version of heaven, or you think you believe in reincarnation and you just find another television set. You know? hmm. Very vanilla skyish. It's just a theory. No, no, no. You know, it's just an idea. But yeah. I always thought that that's the perfect way to bridge. In, in a way you, you can explain so either religion works so either the western concept of heaven and hell works or the eastern concept of reincarnation works it's all it, it doesn't matter because you're so hard just making the decision and it all works you know what I mean I thought that was the best way to explain how every religion could be right in their own right you know huh yeah but then there is not a, like a matter of it you know being like there's like that one religion that's actually right, you know. Which, Maybe yeah. it's just like you know. Uh, Which I'm very against that whole thing. Is it? Oh, absolutely. You know, right? yeah. like uh, think uh, ethnocent uh, ethnocentrism, for example. Like whatever you know your ethnicity is, you know, like it's just like kind of like this instilled like superiority. Yeah. Where you're better than everybody around you. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of like you know trying to debate like what's better, the color blue or the color green. You yeah. Know? Individual culturism. That's also another form of that. Yeah. Right. But uh, it's a. Uh, I think it's just a matter of like trying to see the bigger picture. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like limiting. You know, like whatever your sight or whatever your vision or whatever it is that you feel or believe in. Like uh, I'm reminded of uh, Mothman prophecies. Do oh you yeah, the Mothman yeah, prophecies. I sure do. Yeah. There's just like one quote in that movie that's just, like to this day, it's just like still like man, like I like always like kind of tune back to it, mm-hmm. just because it's like so relevant in so many ways. What was it? Where um, uh, oh. Yeah, just uh, for a little, uh, yeah, uh-huh. a little like feedback on it. Like uh, during the seventies, I want to say, uh-huh. like there was this uh, incident in Point Pleasant, Virginia, where this, uh, well, what would you call it? Like, uh, oh, I'm good. Um, like Bigfoot, like you know, wh- wh- like what would you call them? Because it's not, uh, they're not really urban ghosts. Legend. Urban legend. Urban legends. Urban legends. Yeah. Oh, okay. There was this incident in Point Pleasant, Virginia, where you know. A lot of uh, the sightings. Yeah, there were a lot of sightings of a individual Moth- called the Mothman. Yeah. And I guess you know what happened was, or one of the theories about it was that any time that he would appear, that something there was going to be like some great, uh, uh, tragic, you know, disaster, whether natural or you know, he was a man, basically. Yeah, okay. like a angel of death, right, you know, type right. character, so to speak. Anyway, um, there was this one scene with uh, Richard Gere, and I don't remember the other actor's name, where, you know, all these things were happening to Richard Gere, and he's, like, you know, talking to this guy who wrote a book on him. Okay. Uh, you know, on the Mothman uh, On the Mothman, yeah. And, you know, he's, like, he read up on him. He's, like, oh, this guy, you know, really, you know, he experienced stuff, a lot yeah. of this, you know, a lot of this stuff. So he was able to hunt him down. And uh, there was this really good conversation in that movie, which is probably, like, for me, it's like the pinnacle. That, yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, like the pinnacle scene. Like I don't want to, you know, spoiler alert. You well, know. What was the quote? Though? But for me, um, he's just saying, you know, like how is it that you know, like uh, the Mothman knows all this stuff, you know, like uh, if he can, like, kind of like read our minds or you mm-hmm. know, kind of like see all these things, you know, like why, why does, does like why does he have to be like all like super secretive and cryptic? Why can't he just come out and just say, hey, man, like. Um, Right. Uh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I've always wondered that, not just specifically for that Mothman, but, right. I mean, throughout history, it's always so it's always exactly. so mysterious. Why, why don't they just uh, straight out for, you know, tell you? Yeah. Exactly. And, what he's and then, uh, like, the guy, he's like an author, a scientist, professor, or whatever. Like, he just kind of, like, stops, he turns around, they're, like, walking down the street. He just, like, looks around, he looks up at a building. Mm-hmm. He's, like, and he sees, like, a window washer at some skyscraper. He's, like, mm-hmm. washing windows. And he said, like, that guy right there, he could probably, like, look down the street and see that there is, like, a, a car accident, like, you know. Miles away. Yeah, mm-hmm. down the road. 
you know, that doesn't mean that he's gone. It just means from the perspective that he's at, he could see a little further down the road. Yeah, that's good. And like, and like that always like sucked. Yeah, me. that's pretty good. <laughs> like that shit is so, was like so insightful. Where it's like, like, how do you get to that point where you're just like at a point where you just like see the bigger picture? And that's always been like a thing for me. Absolutely. You know, just seeing the bigger picture, like you know, yeah. like you might be like stuck in a place where like some like little problem, like something's going on. Like, how do you like stop and like take that step back where you can kind of see beyond that? And get like a bigger glimpse of like whatever's going on it's like okay maybe like i could figure out like formulate a plan that can solve that issue just by and nobody else sees it but you recognize it you know that kind of thing but yeah it's just you know just a matter of um like how, how do you uh put yourself in that position where you can like gain that insight you know, you know? that's really really i like that i really like that a lot that's, and it reminds me of a certain situation where i was in um you know it happened directly where um i went back to church to a, like a youth group thing. Oh, okay. I, I actually I used to be the the youth pastor for oh, this nice. specific group. And I remember, just for reasons, I got out of it. I didn't want to feel like I was. Um, the reason I got out of it, or I didn't want to confuse people. And it to me was more. Uh, it was during a time during my life where I was more. I wouldn't want to say a crossroads because that sounds dumb. <laughs> but it was where I was just thinking about a lot of things, different things in different ways, and ideas I was bringing up. I was influencing people to, whether it was swaying them from the church or just to get them to think about them. I felt like I was opening people's eyes, just think about things a little bit differently, you know. And you know, obviously the church didn't like that. And you, no powerful, no government official, no church official, no no one in power wants you wants anything different to happen. Right. They don't. They don't want because that's how revolution started. That's how things change starts. Free you thinkers. And yeah. for the most part, you free thinkers. And for the most part, anybody in a position of higher power, you don't want to change. You want to. You want keep things the way they are for the most part. And I was just like a lot of the sermons I was preaching or a lot of the ideas I was preaching was getting people to think very, very differently. Because the way I was thinking was very, very differently. And this was during my super philosophy phase where I was just, I wanted this whole tangent where I was just reading as much as I could. And, and not just necessarily other philosophies, but specifically the Bible where I was just finding holes and stuff. And just like, oh, there's plenty. <laughs> and, but, and I felt, and I felt, and I was also finding whole, ways to plug up the holes using its own Bible. And I'm like, oh, you know, and now, and I was giving those ideas. That's actually what I, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't preach anything where I was like, oh, check this out. That's bullshit, right? But this explains how this is that. So, you know, think about that, you know. But but I wanted just people to think outside the box. I didn't want to Okay, think, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm going to give you the answer. But first, think about how fucked up this is. But, I, but I'll give you the answer of how it's explained or how it can justify it, you know. But I but people didn't even like that, you know. And um, anyways, um, we were talking about how seeing things from a different there's a parable in this, you know parables are huge all over the bible mm -hmm. that's how you would explain things to, to people just trying to get them to relate like there's just there's a specific story about a guy who was um, they were folk there was a group of people disciples that were focused on um, one like uh, like a, a specific injury in the center of the room at the same time there was another injury going on in the back of the room you know like uh, somebody else had broken their leg and they were trying to Climbing down to hear the sermon from a, like a, a second story type thing. Oh, okay. And you know nobody really noticed that guy, and he almost <laughs> bled out and almost died, that kind of thing. But um, they're telling the parable in a way that like, am I the only one realizing what this story is really about? You know, that's that's kind of thing. And they're saying it how like, oh, you know, you should want to help everybody. It, it's just really, really simple, really basic. And it was, a, and I had heard this story. 
uh, easily a hundred times when I was younger. You know, but I remember this is the first time I had gone back in years. Mm-hmm. Like I had gone back, not as obviously not as a preacher, but just as a regular kid. And this is after the whole, you know, kind of went through this whole, mm, this I don't want to say rejuvenation, but I just looked at the world a, little, a lot different. I always kind of looked at the world differently, but just this one, I had a little bit more, like, a, you know, backing. Insight? Insight, yeah. Insight, yeah. yeah. I just had a little bit more insight and things like, oh, you know, it makes sense. And I remember I heard a story, that like, uh, and people were like, oh, what do you think? What do you think is going on? And I remember, like, am I the only one? <laughs> am I taking crazy pills? <laughs> and what, what I felt I took from the story was, like, oh, you know, obviously we need to take take a step back from what's going on in front of us and look all around us and mm-hmm. we'll see the people who really need help. Right. It was, and that's what I took from the story and that's what's obvious. You know, as the as squeaky you're, wheel gets the grease. Yeah, a little bit so of that. Yeah, absolutely. But it's more like it was like the secret wheel is getting the grease, but let's notice the other three wheels because maybe gotcha. there might be something else. Right, right, right. And it was that kind of thing where like if you take a step back from the thing that's right in front of you with the flashing lights and you look around, you're going to see the people who really need help in this world. Mm-hmm. And you're going, and, and I remember I think about, and then it was a, it was like a news flash for everybody. Like, and they're like, yeah, oh shit. Like, it was like one of those, everyone had a opinion of me, but I was thinking like, nobody ever thought this? Like, I guess not. I mean, I, this is literally like the, the 12th time I've heard this story before. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I looked at it through fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of what you said, uh, how being on the top of a skyscraper looking, you just see a little bit further than right. anything else. Right, just depends on your, where you're at. Where your perspective, point. really. It's all. But let's say it depends on where you're at in life. You know, maybe you're a little, you know, higher than everybody That's else. definitely true. I mean, yeah. It's almost like, you know, when you're young, you think you know everything. Let's say you're a window yeah, washer just... and you get to view the world from where nobody else is. Re- exactly. How many people are really going to view the world like Literally, how many people have you think have viewed the world from you know a hundred stories up? You know, I mean that's our job. That's what they do every right, day. They could exactly. see a lot, you know. Yeah, there's something insightful going on there. That's it. Yeah. That makes me respect what you said about that movie even way more. That quote. I'm telling you, like every like I yeah. saw them. I've seen it a couple of times. You know, it has like a really creepy feel, which I really like because it, it's yeah. not a. You know, there's like a lot of like I don't know. It almost seems that there's a lot of um, well, I'll just say this specifically for horror movies. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, it's like a horror movie, but just by looking at the previews, I know it's going to be stupid, you know? Yeah. There's plenty of those. But it's not like a horror, horror movie. It's more like a thriller suspense, you know, but it still has a horror edge. It still gives you that creepy, eerie feel. I feel and, Amityville is like that. Amityville Horror. Uh, I, the first one? The first one. I oh, that was pretty fucked up. Like, for me, that's like a horror movie, horror movie. I still think that's probably the scariest movie I've ever seen. Maybe Same. maybe it's something from to do with when I was a kid. Maybe it's the way I feel now. Uh, but um, that was actually one of the ones in that yeah, top, it was. top 15 list. Yeah, you're right. Number two, actually, yeah. And Exorcist, another one was on there. Yeah. Like, same thing for me. Like, those yeah. are like two of those movies, like... If I can not ever watch it again, you, you I think, probably won't. But. Do you think it's because it starts with based on a true story, and it just gives you a glimpse that this, it, you're you're ninety nine percent sure <clears throat> that this is happens in the world that you live in right now. No, you're, yeah, you know, I, I get that. You does know, that give you an eerie, more eerie feel than something that's a fake. Maybe now after watching, you know, like a lot of movies, you know, growing up uh-huh. with movies, like at some point it's like based on a true story like oh here we go again you know yeah but you know like being a kid you know watching these it's like oh shit you know these are the hard movies that i grew up with absolutely as opposed to like the ones come that have come out you know in the past like say 10 years 10 mm-hmm. 15 years you know which uh besides what uh the conjuring i'd have to say um as far as movie just, that legitimately scared you yeah i think so too conjuring is probably the scariest movie i've seen up to date as far as like modern ones right yeah it was. It's that one and the Exorcism of Emily Rose. That was a great movie. Those two yeah. are like 
definitely like they're you know both based on true stories exactly though. so do you think there's still something to that where like if you see that coming on right away and it just gives it a little bit more legitimacy that this is this ha- actually did happen to other people i mean now it does yeah. because you know back then you know like i can't i don't know if i really like you know kind of like picked and choose you know give or take yeah but uh like i just know like watching it like you know Maybe not, like, a specific movie, but, you know, like, I'd watch something, and if it's scary, it's scary, you know? Like, I don't... It wasn't, like, a thing, like, whether or not it's true, but now it's, like, more, like, you know, just, like, thinking beyond, you know... uh, uh, Man, I don't think that's, like, a good way to put it, but... But, you know, like, the first thing, like, when I see a trailer, you know, it says, uh, based on a true story, Mm -hmm. it's either maybe, like, a crime drama or, you know, the occult. Okay. That's all, like kind of like I, the like occult is things. scary though I think so. you know but yeah like when you hear something like that it's like oh man there's like yeah just like you said there's this crazy shit going on in this world that I live in yeah beyond you know things that you can like necessarily yeah. see or touch yeah movies like The Ninth Gate or Devil's Advocate things like that I like The Ninth Gate Me too. I like The Ninth Gate I did too it got bad reviews but I, I, I found it like that's probably as real as you're gonna get that kind of thing as far as like there's definitely people that exist like that, you know? Right, right. You know, like, There's, like, this whole world, but you're not exposed to it. It's know, almost like... I remember like... really, really getting into, like, um, not being a devil worshiper, obviously, but know your enemy type shit. You know what I mean? Uh, the enemy of... The no, enemy. no, not my enemy. Like, no, right, more right. is on know your enemy, meaning, like, I wanted to buy um, witch, witchcraft books, and I was buying and reading witchcraft books. Oh, I, I have... I have... I was buying oh, books fine. on spells. I was buying books on that because I wanted to know, like, if this is, let's say, if I was being righteous, self-righteous, really, but if I was being <laughs> righteous, but, but, like, okay, this is my enemy. This is who I want to know as much about them. Um, do you remember the movie The Believer with Ryan Gosling? Oh, I was going to say the yeah, same shit, yeah. man. Because there's a quote he says where he's like, uh, you, you should be learning from us when he's talking to, like, the Jewish survivors. Right. And he's like, and what is that? You know, and because they're mad because he's making some great points, to be honest. I mean, hey. he's a, he's obviously a Jew-hitting Nazi, but he's actually making some really good points. And this and he's talking to Jewish survivors, like, what did you, you know, what did you do when this was going on? Like, I'd rather like be dead. Like, a little girl be, getting killed or whatever. It, like, was, he, actually, it was that story. Or well, was actually, it the story, scene? it was a kid. It was a boy. Oh, it was but, a boy. But I'm the sorry. story was a Jewish survivor, and he's trying to feel, he's trying to get them to feel sympathy for him because he's saying, like, a uh, German soldier, a Nazi soldier, held held my son up by the bayonet and killed him right in front of me, and then gave him back to me, and, and, you know, my infant son. And then you can see his name is uh, Ryan Gosling, but his name is Daniel Bailiff in the yeah. film. And, he's, and you can see this guy is filled with Bailey. rage, but not he's not filled with sadness or, or or sympathy for this guy. He's filled with rage because he's asking him, "What did you do? What did you do during that time?" And you can kind of almost get like why he's filled with the like in general the Jewish people, you know, at the time were. They were, man, it's fucked up what happened to them. Everybody right. was just, you know, what genocide? What, what, what else do I have to say? But he's telling this guy specifically, what did you do while you're German? Uh, and he's like, what would you have, you know, somebody, they're trying to stick up for him, like, what would you have done? And <clears throat> and he's saying, like, I would have jumped him. I would have, who cares if I would have been killed? It would, I, it would have been, I would not, I would rather have not lived than be what I am now and live having somebody not, for me, not doing anything. Right. Actually, there's a good point that the uh, the other people bring up. The like more, more braver men than you have done nothing when that has happened to them. Right, right, right. But he's saying like, no, no, you're wrong. I'd rather be dead than be what you are now. And that it's kind of, I don't know who to go for. On that yeah. he's, <laughs> he's making some good points, but she's also right because I've seen myself people who I thought would be uh, in the face of bravery look look at look at um, you know per- firsthand. I've seen that happen where 
you know, they just shit their pants or they just lose it. Right. And so I don't know. You you never know what you're gonna do until you're in that situation. Right. So so for for that guy to be very like judgmental for him, it's kind of bullshit. But at the same time, you kind of feel like, damn, if I was me, I would rather be dead too than have someone just kill myself right. straight up. Yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? That's a such a touchy subject. I don't even know. I want to get there. It's pretty good. <laughs> I, I was thinking of a different scene from uh, oh, the same movie. What scene were you thinking of? Uh, like when they break into the synagogue. Yeah. And um, uh, like it's a uh, I don't know. I think uh, w- one of the one of the guys he he finds a scroll. I think it's a scroll. And then uh, of the original the Torah. The yeah, Torah, the, Torah, the Torah, Torah, Torah. And the uh, and he's I, like, you shouldn't touch it. You're not supposed to touch it. That kind of thing. Yeah. No, but he's like, uh, like there's like this point where he's like, um, he's like, I know uh, you're get, about. like he's, he's like saying in Hebrew. What's yeah, this? He's talking, What's that? Right. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, referring to uh, like a German uh, Nazi officer. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, he learned the Torah. He read the Torah. He, yeah. Like, you know, he knew everything Hebrew. about Jews because he hated him so much. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's like what, what that scene reminds me. And he's like, if you hate, the, if you you've claimed to hate the Jews so much, why don't you know how, more about them? That's what he's saying. Right. To the, to the because he's right because he's he well well you know spoiler but he's he ends up you know you find out he's a Jew. You know, you find out he's Jewish and he has some kind of self-deprecating hate for himself and that kind of thing. But he's hanging around with these guys who are more like redneck hillbilly type guys, KKK guys. Oh, okay. Uh, they're not even KKK guys. They're, it's no, it's, it's neo-Nazism. White, yeah, it's pretty. It's neo-Nazism, and, but they don't know shit. They just know they hate. Oh, they're supposed to hate. They're a part of this group, so we hate them. And he's saying, like, you're not supposed to do that because of this. Or what's a, what's this word? What's that word? Um, if you claim to hate the Jew, uh, I think he says gold. Was it Grobbles? That's a Grobbles. Grobbles. It's like, oh, he knew the Jews inside out because he hated them so much that he wanted to know everything about them. Anyways, but that's the point. What I was saying, uh, man, that's a great part for that movie. That's a good yeah, movie. Same, Underrated, same. by the way. Uh, actually, when when I was with Jackie one time on the way to Guitar Center, and I ran into Ryan Gosling just on the street, whatever. Oh, I think you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah this I was uh, this before the Marines, so I was like eighteen, nineteen. And, um, you know, band days, you know, when we were doing, oh, those, yeah. we were playing, you know, the Roxy or whatever, you know, we were playing yeah, a band, yeah. ba- you know, and I don't know, we ran into him and he, he gets scared. I think it was part because he, you know, not used to getting recognized, maybe. I don't know. But we were like, oh shit. We we're like that. And he's like, oh, huh? <laughs> and then, and then me and Jack are just like, I remember selling us, like, oh, dude. I was like, hey, dude. Her favorite movie is The Notebook, and my favorite movie is The Believer. And I remember him saying, "Like, oh, you, uh, you've seen The Believer?" I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, cool, man, cool." And then that was it. I'm like, all right, we'll see you later. You know, yeah. it's that whole uh, big go. Sorry, all right, see you later. Well, it's that whole LA thing. You know, you oh, don't, okay. you're not, you're not really like, oh, you know, all over their nuts as much. Right. But uh, moving on, though, that's kind of why I got into like I'd go to occult film, uh, bookstores or look, go to regular uh, indie bookstores, I guess, and look for those. Creepy, weird, fucking, oh man, yeah, yeah and I love it. stuff, man, and I love it, man. I just be so interested, and it really was for me like a vindictive, like oh, know your enemy type shit. You know, I really wanted to be like, oh, you know, this is, I uh, if you're gonna try any of that bullshit, I already am ahead of you know, two right. chest the chest thing, two yeah, steps yeah, ahead yeah, of two you, steps ahead. Uh-huh. yeah. But it, it was that kind of thing. But you said you, I mean, I know you have a few of them or whatever, uh, um, the cult books. Like I have the Nepro, ne- Necronomicon, Necronomicon. Yeah, I have uh, a few of the ones, but um, let's see. Those? I bought um. An exorcism book. Um, well, this isn't really uh, an exorcism thing. It's um, the Malaise Maleficarum. Ooh, that the, sounds awesome. <laughs> what is that? It's called The Witch's Hammer. It's uh-huh. like, uh, it actually... I've heard of that book. I've heard of the book. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, just like the 
It's like a instruction guide, pretty much how uh, in that was medieval times. Supposedly written by like uh, during the Salem witch trials or something. No, it was way before that. Because I knew there was a guy that was a witch hunter who was nicknamed the Hammer. That's what I thought. That was that relation to that. Uh, I see. No, he I wrote a book on like hunting witches or whatever. Uh, no. Well, this one's just Malachi uh, something. Ma- something Malachi the Hammer, though. Yeah. Malachi. Yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah. Was it like any biblical reference or? Uh, no, I mean that was he, obviously this is during Pilgrim times. You know, oh, Salem, okay. Quakers Salem, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Salem witch hunters time. Yeah. Uh, no, this uh, took back in place in I want to say maybe the 15th, 16th century. Okay. Where it was like a manual, the way that uh, it was set up. Uh, it's almost like the Spanish Inquisition. Uh huh. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. almost like that. Yeah. But no, it was just pretty much like a manual how to kill like women who weren't like living up to like their uh standard you know like, yeah like you're supposed to just do what you're told like you know your husband is your master and that's it yeah and if you were to think beyond that you know right it right. just pretty much taught you how to like kill them you know legally you know like that's they were just witches you know being like doing like witchcraft they, they i think they just uh what if the you know you find out later that they just confuse a 23rd letter with the second letter and they weren't being witches; they were just being bitches. <laughs> but, but we took it, we took it too far, you know. Who knows? <laughs> no, I mean, back okay, in I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Bad joke. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, what else? I, I've shown you like the Van Helsing books that I got. Just like all these. Yeah, I'm ones iffy that I about got. those. I love the idea. Like, yeah, same, same. I love the idea. Same. I'm, you know, you're iffy about whether there are, you know, because the one you showed me, uh, I read like 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 four times in a row, <laughs> but it was like a Van Helsing Demon Hunter, right? That one. Uh, which one was it? There's like yeah, there's a Demon Hunter, then there's a Vampire Hunter with Abelard Van Helsing. Yeah, the grandson or something like that. Yeah, yeah there's like this whole lineage. Lineage, almost. right? Uh, and I want them to be true. And yeah, same. Yeah, and but like, regardless, I'm still going to read like... them. I'm still going to read them. Because let's say with all fiction, this is a fraction of truth. I want to know that fraction of truth. You know what I mean? Like, that's how much important it is to me. Because it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty, pretty interesting. I think so, man. Yeah. So, like, it's always like, like just the occult in general. Yeah. Like, ever since I was a kid, it's always Very had this kind of like grab on me. Like, Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. I told you about like that book report I did, you know, about like. Like, when I was in school, you know, I was, like, a little kid, you know? Yeah. Like, everybody uh, did Grant? it, like, on... Elementary yeah, like, okay. everybody did it on, like, Abraham Lincoln or something. Uh-huh. I did mine on Bigfoot, you know? Just That's awesome. Like that, That's you know? awesome, though. I love that, yeah. Because I was just, like, Thinking I don't know outside why. outside the box, you know? Like, I was just, like, always, like, into that stuff. Like, when I, we would go to the library, library days, yeah. like, I would just, like, look... I remember, about, like, like, me and you specifically would monsters. watch, um... Damn it! What was that show? Sightings. Sightings! Sightings. Yes. Dude, yeah. I have it. I have it on VHS. And it was so. Uh, fucking fascinating, man! You're so it is, interested man. in shit like that. You want it to be. You want aliens and Bigfoot and fucking vampires and werewolves to all to be true, you know? But then, yeah, man. Like, oh, well, I was gonna touch on something else. I just kind of got sidetracked, you know. To yeah, yeah. Thing. What were we talking about? Oh, uh, books. Well, uh, I like, I like, like, I remember getting into because because of comic books. Really, I got into Paradise Lost though. And I remember, Milton. Mil- yeah, John Milton. And I remember thinking that, like, God damn, this book is awesome. And, you know, I remember learning later that most of the ideas that we get from heaven and hell <laughs> come from just either the divine comedy or or paradise lost. Because most of that stuff is not mentioned in the Bible. You know, most of that stuff, like what, like, heavens were like or hell was were like. It, it's just, you know, perspectives just from the authors. Mo- Mo- Milton and Dante Alighieri. Well, specifically Dante's Inferno, you know, the first part of uh, uh, the divine comedy. The seven levels of hell. Like, there's no reference to any of that in the Bible whatsoever. Right. So it's just, but it's something that we've grown to uh, be accustomed to now. Like, oh yeah, 
purgatory literally exists because of that book. There's no mention of purgatory. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't. And it's just paradise and the inferno. Yeah, like exactly. It. But along with you know because of that book and the popularity of the book, uh, you get that now as I mentioned from like literally in Catholicism, literally the Pope teaches is you know in purgatory and it's not even a mention of it. And that's something completely like fictional. Like how would you even how would you even mention that modern modern like it's be like Stephen King's. Writing like a car can be possessed because of Christine, you know what I mean? Like, oh. you know, it'd be literally like you're taking me too serious to me. You know, like the modern day version of it. Uh, it's like we're gonna like, like uh, incorporate this into our like religious doctrine. And... You, you know what? I was thinking about this. Like, damn, this is why I wish I could like just see how people were really living back then. I don't want to interrupt. But I just want to see how people were really living because I was thinking about let's say future societies now, like two or three hundred years from now, look at us and they think that, and they look back at our artifacts. They look back at our our writings and you think like oh my god these people literally believed like angels and demons and shit like that in the, in the realest sense not in just a oh, right, right. idealist sense but the way we think of people believing in the Greek gods or the Egyptian gods or any other pantheon of gods the Hawaiian ones it doesn't matter uh, Indians any pantheon of gods that we think like oh these guys worship you know back then do you think like 300 years from now once they've evolved past uh, specific religions they're gonna look at us thinking like oh there's a hundred Mary Jesus statues on the cross. They must have worshipped this, you know that kind of thing. Like, and who gonna, does it? Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Do you think they're looked down? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like it's always gonna be like you know, like this. Uh, like, um, but let's say relative. Well, it's a relativity, you know. Yeah, just well, like yeah, the way that you mentioned it. You know, yeah. like we look back at you know two thousand years ago, and but I say before. Uh, the ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans, you know, mm-hmm. believing like all these gods mm-hmm. are responsible for all these things that happen on a daily basis. But Before the Greeks, we can, oh, like, you know, yeah. uh, we can be like, no, dude, it's like fucking science, you know, like. But do you think it was like, it wasn't most of the people back then believing in, in like, literally in the gods? It was just really like they were being in. Uh, oh. Do you think, like, back in the Greek god times, they were just really like, oh, yeah, this is a statue, but we worship it. But it wasn't literal like the way we think now. You know what I mean? Like now, it's necessary, not necessarily literal. You know, you pray to this and you pray to that, and and it's like, but you don't really like he's Jesus or Mary's not coming down literally from heaven to bless you. Right. And we think that about the Greek gods now. We think that about the ancient ancient peoples now, where or the Roman gods, where we think like, oh, they really believe they pray that he's gonna appear for them. Like maybe they didn't really think that. Maybe they were smarter than that. You know? Yeah. And maybe that was only maybe like a half fifty percent of the people. Maybe the other fifty percent were atheists. Back then, and they didn't really believe that. But there's no telling. We can't. No we telling. can't know. But we have this whole like superior mentality because we exactly. Think Again, just I think it's just like really human ego, just like yes. human yeah. nature. I'm and sorry. we're looking just, at people like, oh, they don't know as much as we do, so right. they were really dumb. Exactly. And they really believe full heartedly uh, in these deities. And it's just something you just kind of brush off. Yeah. Like, oh, they're just like igno- oh, not ignorant. I'm sorry, naive. Yeah. They just didn't know any better because they don't have the technology that we have today. Yeah, and, and that's and, but maybe back then they really didn't. Maybe back then they really were like, oh, it's oh, yeah, it's kind of more tradition than it is full hard beliefs, you know. Right. Or let's say more back then, like it was only really like 50, 60 percent of the people. Most of the other scientists or philosophers really were more atheist than anything, or not, or not necessarily maybe agnostic back then, you know, whatever right. the word was for it back then. But and we're just really looking at all of them like, oh my god, these Indians do rain dances so they can rain. What idiots! Yeah, it really right, was right. a really small portion, you know. Of people there's the snobbiness, you yeah, know? yeah, just because it's like, uh, like I don't know. I guess like uh, you feel like you're like in the age that we are in right now. We're in a higher pedestal out of like the 
shoulders of the people that live, you know, Stand before Stand on the shoulders you know? of giants. Exactly. That's the expression. Exactly. You know what's funny? Like, I was thinking about that, too. Like, oh, like, no shit. Like, I think that's your, like, you called it. It's human nature. The ego, the ego maniac in this. Because if Einstein existed right now, like, Bill and Ted style. Bill and Ted, you know, I was watching this the other day. Uh-huh. And we went back in the phone booth and picked up Einstein and brought him back to our times. And he was, he would be asking a hundred questions. And we would be rolling our eyes, explaining to him, like, yeah, this is called Wi-Fi, Einstein. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you idiot. You know, we'd be looking at him so... De- Einstein, one of the greatest minds of our, of our generation. No, you know, without a doubt. He's synonymous with genius. Like, okay, Einstein, you say that in a right. sar- sarcastic way. Right, right, someone right. Genius, you know? Because it's just been like a... Like a exactly. Uh, Einstein, Hercules, Superman. These are things that are synonymous <laughs> with strength and genius, you know. But like, but if you brought them to our time, I guarantee you, most of the douchebag kids growing up today would be rolling their eyes trying to explain to him what the internet is or what YouTube is or what you know. Right. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be uh, uh, given enough credit to be able to. Oh no, this is what this is now, and try to explain to them throughout the years properly. You Dude, know, they don't know any better. It's just like they were just born into the age, as yeah, opposed to you know, like exactly somebody who grew up with it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, didn't I, see I, I was just shift. thinking about that a few days ago. That's funny, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I was watching Bill and Ted with the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that came up. It, it's it's really cool, you know, especially with the kids when we when we watch alternate movies, because like now, <laughs> like every time there's something like whatever cool, you know how Bill and Ted used to do that guitar thing, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh, it, but uh, instinctively, as soon as I do, like, oh, oh, excellent, Gwen. You know, she'll be like, yeah, to bogus, dad, totally. You know, she'll, she'll whatever the, the <laughs> yeah, vernacular. Lingo, they have lingo, yeah. Yeah, man. the lingo or vernacular is, uh, she'll she'll reply back so she already knows, like, the whole movie thing. And it's it, it, it's that makes me so good. Like, damn it, good shit, good shit. Try to expose them as much stuff as they can. Uh, especially, uh, yeah, especially the older shit, you know. Well, once you got into Chaplin, once you got into Chaplin, like, cool, cool. Anything else is a bonus to that. I That's the way I feel about modern cinema, you know. Once you can, if you can laugh at this... Okay, we're on the same page, so we're we're good to go. You know? Right, that's the way I feel about it. You know, no, I, I love you. I love that Tommy specifically is into horror movies, especially the old like slasher films. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I, 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 it's cool because you know if you're once you become parent, you're gonna know this. You're gonna watch the same movie over and over, and over all the time. <laughs> but a part of me is like, because uh, I was you know the other day we we're watching Scream and we we're watching a scary movie, uh, and this is probably like the hundredth time I've seen it. But there's still something like it's a little bit better than having to watch, um, like, what was that um, from Big Daddy, uh, Kangaroo Jack, <laughs> whatever the fuck oh. it was. We can hop, hop, Yeah, hop, and I remember relating so much to say, like, this guy has to watch that movie every day, probably three times a day, you know? And this a little bit different where I get to I get to watch a, an adult movie over and over as opposed to a little kid's movie. Right. Because I'd blow my fucking head off if I had to watch <laughs> over and over something. T- <laughs> Earlier today, Tommy was, uh, Tommy was like, oh, he's playing a movie. Literally, we just saw this movie together. About 20 minutes later, he wants to play it again because he liked it. And it's that kid mentality because I was doing that when I was Ninja Turtles. I remember watching that movie. As soon as it was over, I'd watch it over and over <laughs> again. Or Monster Squad. How, oh, that's a dude, fucking movie. We saw Monster Squad over But it's cool that, like, I'm not having to watch a little kid movie. I'm getting to watch. It was I Love You, Beth Cooper. Have you ever seen that movie? Beth Cooper, Beth Cooper. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a pretty funny movie. Uh, it's a comedy, a high school drama. Oh, you know, okay. But, um, you know, he really liked it. So we ended up watching it right over again. And I'm like, okay. But it was like, <laughs> in my head, I'm right away thinking like, damn, this is better than Barney. So fuck it. You know, like, <laughs> it could be worse. Yeah, yeah. Like, way, way could be worse. Yeah, okay, I'll watch it right again, even though I just saw it. You know, that kind of thing. I, I like that, though. I, I you know, uh, you got to explain. 
It's not about exposure. It's all about. Oh, Absolutely. I, I, I don't yeah. know what is it. I forgot what movie it's from, but it's like it's like the cancers, uh, or it's like uh, the cigarette companies say you gotta get them while they're young. Oh, Dogma. I think it was Dogma. <laughs> We're just like you gotta get them while they're young. <laughs> when you're talking about like cancer and, and oh, okay. cigarettes, <laughs> you get them while they're young, you can do anything. <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, actually, it reminds me of a different movie. It's uh, Unleashed with Jet Li. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, Bob Haskins. Says Bob that. Haskins. Yeah, he says that. Yeah. You gotta get them while they're young. It's like. Oh no! It's like my, like my mom, mom used to say, say "Get them when they're young, yeah. and the possibilities it's are endless. endless." That's what he says. And then, yeah. like the guy's like, "Wasn't it the Jesuits who said that?" Then he's uh, like, maybe. "Oh, that, that's what he says." He's oh, like, okay. "Wasn't it the Jesuits who said that?" He's like, "Oh, probably got it from me, mom." <laughs> I, which I thought I was Bob awesome. Man. Yeah. I love. Bob. I didn't Miss appreciate guy, it until dude. he was gone. He's one of those guys I really didn't appreciate until he was gone. And he's really a part of a lot of my like childhood movies that I really love. Obviously, Since, like Super Mario. Super, well, <laughs> I just saw that again. By the way. <laughs> I remember how we were watching it. So <laughs> fucking bad. Wow, bad. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> anyway, but almost good bad. Almost good bad, but not like. But they just didn't. You got to do a lot of forwarding. I think they were doing that on Honest Trailers. And they were doing that on everything wrong with you know, oh, okay. YouTube channels, and they were talking about how how the fuck did they get? They, this is literally what they said. How the fuck did the uh, Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper in this movie? John Leguizamo, I understand because he was brand new at back then. Right. But how did they get these two legends to agree? To this? <laughs> how much money did they, they get paid to do these movies? You know, that kind of thing. Like they they were just so like two fucking you know acting legends, you know, to do the shittiest movie I've ever seen. Man. Like uh, Dennis Hopper, he already did uh, was Easy, it Easy Rider? Rider. Yeah, Easy Rider was in the seventies, twenty. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, he was established right. shit. Easy Rider is one of my. Oh man, have you seen, have you seen that recently? Uh, not recently, no. There's this speech at the end. Okay, here talk about acting legends. It's it's Dennis Hopper who's giving this. Uh, Dennis Hopper t- talking to Peter Fonda and Jack Nicholson, and it's in a campfire scene. And this is before he dies. Right before he dies, he does. Oh, okay. But he's talking about freedom. How most people think they want freedom, but in reality, the the idea of freedom is what they want. But when you get to real freedom, it scares the shit out of them. They don't want freedom. They want security. And they're 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 because he's talking about being a biker is all freedom. And he's talking about the real freedom. uh, The real freedom scares them because it scares of what this world might be. And it's people with free being free thinkers. People with being free having ideas all around. It's, but they don't want that. They want a structure. They want a safe. They want security. And, and, and the speech is great. It's like a little three-minute speech. I, I'll send it to you later. But it's like, oh, my God. Like, this was made in the 70s? Because I felt this way in high school. Like, wow. You know, <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, where it's oh, yeah. ahead of its time type thing. Or it might be timeless. And not even ahead of time, but timeless. It, it transcends, you know. That, just I, like... that idea, like, he's absolutely right, you know. The, the because it's day, not outdated or anything. It's not. Out, you know, the modern-day people who love the Kardashians or who love... <coughs> whatever show they're not gonna get that excuse <coughs> me cause I guess it's just like they're on a I wanna say like a uh, I guess it's just like a different mentality you know where like people that like, get a kick out of that and not that I'm you know judging oh, anybody a they window get washer kick. mentality maybe oh I mean I mean somebody who can see a little bit further than their uh, I'd say the exact opposite of that <laughs> no I'm talking about uh, Dennis Hopper having a window washer oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, where just like anybody mm-hmm. watching and be like, oh, this is just some cheesy philosophical line. I don't want to think. I just want to be entertained. You know, there's just yeah. the, the um, opiate for the masses kind of like mentality, you know? What trips me out about that is that idea about how that masses, menta- that sheep mentality. Right. Been saying it for decades. 
and I, I mean, in my opinion, I thought people were seeming to do it. Like, oh, oh, check out those sheep. You know, they're just followers. I'm the free thinker, and we're the small percentage of people that free think like me. And you think about like that. That's never changed throughout society, though. And you, and you look at the overall picture. This is obviously when I got into Oscar Wilde. And if you read the picture Dorian Gray, he's talking about society being that way. He's talking about society being uh, numbless and dumb and just not knowing the real being afraid to, to to be truthful with themselves that we're all kind of pieces of shit type thing mm-hmm. and I mean he's saying stuff that 100% applies right now to our society right now to my to the society we were living in 10 years ago to you know the masses the media the whole the whole thing where it doesn't exist and you want to think like damn was this always like this does every generation have a, a point where they feel like <clears throat> I'm the underground and you're the mainstream and you're fucked you know, and I'm the one that knows better than you. That kind Absolutely, of, does every, do I you think, think so? so. Yeah, you know, is it ever going to change? It's just an endless. No, it just cycle? recycles. Just because, cycle, like, we yeah. evolve, but we don't evolve. Like, I guess in in terms oh, of growing, man. in um, terms of growing intellectually or growing wisdom, philosophically. Like, I'm trying to think of, like a good analogy to put it. Where, um, yeah, you know, like say, like this conversation could have happened like maybe 500 years ago. Exact same. You know, the same conversation, maybe, you know, like, it would have been more in tune with the times, you know, Absolutely, whatever it yeah. is. But, you know, uh, it would still be, you know, people questioning, you know, beyond, like, the situation that they're in, you know, Absolutely. society in general. Uh-huh. Like, you know, they're probably thinking, like, uh, fuck, 500 years ago, that's like, what, I don't know what, they're probably thinking, uh, I don't know, what did the caveman say, you know? Not 500 years ago, but that's no, like no, 5,000 years I, I mean, before well, it oh, probably would have been way before. What, what they were saying. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, I got you. It's just you know, it's just like hypothetically, you know, it's just uh, like I think it's like the same things get recycled just because maybe just Cause even though changes. yeah, it or doesn't like because, we don't because don't, the more things change, the more they say the same. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty. I just say that to my daughter the other day. Remember how she was the Texans? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's pretty good though. Um. But, you know, like, I, I just picture, like, even from this moment now, like, say, like, they develop some technology, like, maybe uh, another, like, 200 years into the future where, you know, they can, like, actually have the ability to, like, look back in time. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, one of those things that I think about. Like, how far along do we have to, like, go where, like, that's even a possibility? You know, I always thought, like, theoretically, it's not possible to send matter back in time. It's not. But just theoretically speaking, because, it, you know the fax machine concept mm-hmm. where you, you can't put it back especially with billions of or trillions really of, of molecules and particles together <coughs> but you mean more like uh, taking like uh, consciousness that's what I'm getting at oh, excuse okay. me I'm copying oh no worries <coughs> <coughs> yeah no um, no uh, yeah I get what you're trying to say um, <coughs> like I think no uh, I, I really did want to reference this one thing what was that um It was. I want to say it was a movie. I don't know if it was a movie or it was probably like both. Where um, just uh. Sorry, I had a chip stuck right in my throat. My no, throat. no, I get you, man. Like, remember <clears throat> in the. Not that I want to get into it or anything. Uh, uh-huh. In the X Men Wolverine, the First uh, one? Wolverine uh, Origins. Origins. You know, just like that. The beginning. Uh, Sequence like just the credits, the uh, credits. That little montage where he's fighting through all the wars. Yeah, you know that's actually probably the best part of the movie. Yeah, I think so to be honest with you, because uh, it's just kind of like just the way like 
uh, I guess just like the way, um, uh, who was it that, you know, just said like, you know, oh, uh, you mentioned it in uh, Terminator 2, you know, the little kids fighting, you know, it's like, uh, we're born to uh, destroy ourselves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And just as, you know, like the whole thing's like rolling in that, you know, first scene in that montage, you know, where, you know, it's just like all these different time periods where it's just pretty much him just trying to kill people. <clears throat> yeah. And that's kind of like this driving force. Like, that's all we're really, like, driving towards. War, each war, whatever the reason behind the war is, you're just doing the same thing. Oh, you know, trying yeah. To, no, trying to count up bodies, you know, the thing. Uh, what I was going to get at more was just really a theory that I had about... It was actually one of the justifications, in quotations, uh, that I had about, like, trying to explain the Bible. Um about how what if like our evolution or just our future selves really were able to create time travel but in the sense where you can't send matter back in time so you can't change anything directly but what you can what can't uh, theoretically is possible to send back in time is light where, where am I getting at I'm getting at holograms holograms are just light light particles oh so like a light in a prism that kind of thing if you're able to send light and a consciousness back which is not matter you know, because what matter is is a person, place, thing, or idea, a noun, or oh, idea, or idea, which like is that. which could be your consciousness, <clears throat> and, that, and then light. Like I said, so if you're able to send your consciousness and light together, you could literally talk to people in the past <clears throat> without having direct, direct. Uh, uh, you can be influential in a way with just using your words, and it made me think of like, what if really like people in the future just built a time machine going back with the Bible or going back with the Torah or going back with the Quran and they're just using examples of like oh at this point Moses is talking to the burning bush and Moses in the burning bush what's what's that whole thing about it's fire that's burning a bush but it's not putting it's not incinerating it right what's another word what, what, what modern day version of that is hologram a hologram literally could make it look like a bush was on fire, but even though the bush isn't incinerating. Yeah, it's just too pog, just like... Exactly. Simple as fuck for us now. Right. We can make that happen right away. But if we go back in time, future technology, and you're going to uh, visit a version of, of Moses, you make it look like it's a hologram. All it is is, you know, burning bush. And you talk to him, and you're able to talk because, you know, consciousness is possible, and you literally tell him what is going on. And you essentially just became... God, right there. You know what I'm saying? You hmm. just, and you're re- you have a script to read from because you have the Bible. You know what right, I mean? right. And it becomes one of these endless loops. Like if he never went back, then this wouldn't have happened. But now because this did happen, you have the Bible to read from, and you have a script. And now <laughs> that this is possible, you can go back. You know, it becomes Very one of these, back to the future type things. It becomes one of these endless loops type things. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. And that can apply to a hundred different things. Let's say let's uh, there's a ver- you know in the Bible it talks about angel, uh, one angel being able to kill a thousand men. With a, a, a fiery sword. Was that Gabriel? Uh, I don't know the specific angel, and I don't think it was Gabriel. But it does talk about... The angel... It was the angel of death. Was uh, it the angel the, of death? N- no, no, no. The angel of death was a different one. Uh, I think they mentioned him as Azrael, but it's not necessary. It's one of those things where it's like... Uh, Azrael, the angel, not the fallen angel? Right. And, it, you know, there's a lot of different versions of that. And Gabriel was more of a messenger angel. Uh, it, okay. it just it doesn't matter though. But they oh, talk yeah, about gotcha. an angel being able to uh, um, kill a hundred men with a fiery sword. But if you go back in time, and you were to have a machine gun or even a laser, a laser gun, 
how would you describe it back then if you didn't have the words to describe a machine gun or a laser gun? You just start like, he literally held this sword that shot fire out of it, <laughs> you know? Because when you shoot a machine gun, obviously... Oh, okay, okay. And so, and he killed 100 men. So it really could be some jackass with a 50 cal going back in time and going, you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Huh, and, and, you killed, and you could kill 1,000 men, literally, with that machine gun, you know what I mean? So what if angels were really just modern-day humans going back in time fulfilling self-fulfilled prophecies prophecies because they have literally a manuscript of what happened back then and it's just that you know what i mean oh like back to the future they had like the almanac exactly exactly shit like that and i always thought like oh i mean obviously it might be bullshit i'm not saying i believe this but i'm saying it's possible and it might be that just addressing the possibility i get that absolutely absolutely the whole walls of jericho thing where jericho literally tore down the walls I mean certainly not Jericho but uh, I think it was Daniel but it literally tore down the walls of Jericho mm-hmm. using a trumpet that's supersonics that literally could be just a machine where the vibrational some frequency high frequency high fre- that, uh, that, that makes uh, matter crumble and it, you know it could, it's all modern technology that can be explained to justify older versions that we would consider magic hmm. you know it, it, it all could be real you know what I mean that kind of thing and we could be the ones fulfilling that realism, you know? It's really just things that I always thought about when I was a kid. Oh, you know? same. Like, uh, for me, like, I would always think how, like, like okay, like, how, um, like, say, um, just, um, yeah, like, uh, time travel, for example. Just, okay. I remember being, I was in fifth grade. I forgot what book we were reading. They just said something, and it's just, like, like I told you, you know, I just had this thing where I was a kid. I would just like wander off, wander off. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what's going on. Like I would just like go off in my own tangent in my head. Yeah. And um, like there was a thing about time travel that came up, where I started thinking to myself, like this is all in my head, obviously, you know. Okay. Um. It was like, like what if time travel is possible? You know, like, absolutely, a hundred percent. Like that's like that. the first question. You know, that's like segues into like all these other things anyway um i would think like like do we have to get to a point where you know obviously it's not now i mean i didn't know any better you know i was just a kid right but like what if you know like 10 years down the future you know that's when time travel is possible and i had like the well it didn't even occur to me to like have the access to it like if it's possible i had the access to it there was like no yeah bridge whatever you know you're just, just speaking I, hypothetical I, exactly yeah you know? i got you i'm like would i be able to come back to this point like if i wanted to like this exact point to you know when it's possible advice? you know no but not even to tell myself not even with the purpose just the ability to do that yeah and then i thought like wait a minute like what if it's already been possible what if i've already been to that point i how do i like oh man there's definitely I, to you know to jump on to try, what you're saying. There's definitely times where I remember having a calendar when I was like eight years old, nine years old, and thinking like, my future self, like remember this moment right now because I'm gonna circle the date. If time travel is possible, come back to this moment right now and try to tell myself, you know, that kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, is that what kind of what you were saying? Well, no, I mean like okay, you know, like say this moment right now. Like, whether time travel is possible or not yet, uh-huh. I don't know. Like, I don't know at this point, like, right now. Right. I don't know. But what if, uh, like, say, 10 years from this point? Yeah. It is possible. Yeah. And, like, what if, like, right now, like, my future self would have 
come like right now. So like, it was just popped up like, right now. Right now, uh-huh, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, does that mean that like I experienced that? I experienced whatever I did in ten years From and got to that point. To Twenty-five, exactly. And I was able to like jump back to this point, like which means that right now has already happened, and from right now to ten years from now has already happened. There's two thoughts. There's two point of thoughts to the, what you're saying right now, and the two point of thoughts is, if you can, if you can do that, where like oh that means you have no choice, but to travel back in time to 2015 right now where we're at right now. Okay. Because that means everything you're done up to 2015, that that future version of you is influenced by that future version of you coming back to 2015, influencing you. Mm-hmm. So that that means that there's no free will. That's what I'm getting at right now. Okay. So However, if it doesn't, meaning like that's just the future you not being influenced by the future you, you know what I mean? The future you... Not, let's say you live your life until you get to 2025 and then you travel back in time to now that would have been the future you not influenced by the future you okay but if you were to live your life going back to 2025 and you come back to 2015 and then that means the influence the future you has influenced the past you into thinking like the Heisenberg way. theory yeah absolutely absolutely but like kind of much in a grand, grand scale. Scale, yes so that means that that version of you exists in a different alternate universe that means every time you huh. travel back in time it's creating a whole brand new branch of a universe it's back to the future out. again back to the future it, it kind of is actually yeah you're actually right back to the future because Brad, Brad Future didn't create didn't he didn't go back in time to change anything he went back in time to create an alternate dimension right people you know if you the look at lonely pines yeah, exactly yeah. twin pines and lonely pines he didn't lonely go, pine no, I'm sorry lonely pine and twin pines yeah exactly he didn't go back in time to change his future I mean to change his future he went back in time to ch- change an alternate dimension or to create an alternate dimension and that's kind of what you're doing now. So if you believe in the way that if the future you were to come back right now, and that means that you are 100% influenced by you, and that means that future you can't do anything else but go back in time and, and influence this 2015 version of you. So uh, free will is excluded because he no longer has a choice. He has to follow whether you believe it's God, whether you believe it's the universe. It doesn't matter. It's that higher being power of predestination that... Predestination. That makes any choice you make not a choice at all. Because it was already meant to be. You just don't know it. Predetermined. Absolutely. But if you believe or if you think it's an alternate version of you, meaning you're creating an alternate dimension of you, then it, it you do have free will. And every moment, every decision you're making creates an alternate dimension. That gives way for infinite points of alternate dimensions or alternate universes and infinite points of way for that universe to create alternate versions of anything that's going on. And that's how free will exists. That's how free will exists. Like something and it branches off into two and those two branches off into two and each... No, I get that. I get that. Exactly. So, whichever one you choose to believe, it's either free will, which creates a hundred... Infinite. Infinite amount of worlds or... It's um, predestination, which creates one world, but no free will. Anything that happens is meant to be because it happened. Like, in and of itself, it proves itself right. Exactly. Like, for me personally, that's what makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people that will argue that. What's crazy to me is both make sense to me. Uh, Paradox. You know? They're paradoxes. They're two things that contradict each other, but they're both true. They both make sense to me. Well... 
I have duality tattooed on me for a reason, and that's why instead of paradox, I'll choose to call it duality. Both can be true and both can be wrong, but both can hmm. exist in the same world or in the same mind, at least. You know, it's it's super interesting. I mean, I find it. I I love this shit. I love talking about like altered, just alternate philosophies, man. Right. right. It, it, it's so int- to me. It's just like because people always you're, the number one thing you're gonna say when you, especially when you talk to somebody who has no fucking background in any of this. Uh, well, okay, that's cool, but what's the point of thinking that way? <laughs> the number one thing to say is like, dude, if and the way I explain it is like, dude, if you're not thinking that way, then you're missing out because you're missing out on possibi- a slew of possibilities of what could be. And ideas are all what's for me, the like, I feel that morality, how would I explain it? I feel that knowledge is impossible to achieve. I feel that knowledge, let's say that nothing exists outside your own head, so you can never know really anything. Because if I don't even think I'm real, if I think I'm a pop, what if I wake up dreaming and I'm really a butterfly that thought I was a man? Or hmm. I'm, a, I'm a man that thought I was a butterfly? And it's all dreamscape, right? It, I don't, but I don't know because I'm not sure and I can't be sure of anything. That means knowledge is impossible to achieve. If I wake up from the real world, if I wake up into the real world and I find out that 2 plus 2 equals 5, then everything I thought was wrong. Completely. Because everything you do know that is wrong, just generally speaking. Exactly. But and I can't be sure that I'm not dreaming right now because I never know I'm dreaming until I wake up. You never, you real the the person never even in your dreams you never realize it's a dream until you wake up in your dream. Epitome but that's if if you have the ability to like wake up in a dream and realize that you're dreaming, yeah. come to that realization. Once you do, but everything before that was real until you realized you were dreaming. So nobody, even if you're in the real world or in the dream world, you never realize it's a dream till you wake up. So once every, every so every single moment of a of moment you're living, you're real, you're you're subconsciously realizing that it's a real world moment or it's a dream world. You have no idea until you really wake up. So the whole point for me, the whole point of that was like I can never really know that I'm dreaming or that I'm that I'm living a real world until I wake up, and I never know that until I actually until wake it happens. up. You have to like, and you can't think that am I waking up from that dream or am I waking up waking up from that dream? You know what I mean? It's almost a step where you don't know if you're like stepping up or you're stepping down. Like that, that's why I feel that knowledge is impossible to achieve from any life experiences. But what hmm. is possible? Wisdom. Wisdom. Regardless of whether it's the real world or the dream world or any world. Because there is no difference. Right. Wisdom is the only thing you're taking a value from it. Right, because you learn from it. You kind of that's something exactly. that you take with you from everything that you experience. From anything you experience, whether it be real or not. Right. Wisdom is the only thing that's of substantial. Whatever value. is real or whatever you. That's think why I feel is. that's the only thing of worthy of value. And yeah, if I have yeah. to explain that to you, if you're one of these guys that like, like, oh, well, what's the point of thinking that way? And then I'm like, I'm done with you. <laughs> this. Go ahead and go wash your Kardashians, you know, whatever. Go go ahead. I'm done. You know, go ahead. Go wash your bullshit. Go, Ryan, right. Ryan Seacrest produced whatever the fuck. I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. I, I can't even explain to you why that's important because that's what's important to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get you. I get yeah. you. Definitely. Uh, we're past an hour. Do you want to? I could go another 10, 15 minutes. I, I, I'm, I'm digging it. 10? Oh, yeah, I'm down. What time is it right now, do you think? Uh, it is eleven twenty four. I, I I love that kind of thinking. I love that kind of talk, and I love just just exploring, you know, exploring those kind of ideas. You know what I mean? It just it's something to be just something to be said about shit that, like, if you can talk to somebody even remotely, where it just feeds you a little bit, where you can be able to go on and on. 
like okay that's a, that's a good that's a good conversation you know you're able to have one as opposed to something where you just had nothing else to say and nothing you're like oh okay well uh, nice to know you you know like, yes. <laughs> have you ever been on a date or like a first date, or have you met somebody in real life whether it be a boy or girl have you ever met somebody where you try to kind of start off a conversation with them and it just falls flat because they just have either no interest in what you're talking about or no idea of what, what you're talking about um, as of late, I can't think of anybody that comes to mind. But, uh, man, just like ref- referencing earlier to, you know, just that Medea conversation. Cause yeah. that's like the... Because um, that's just what... Because uh, that's like, you know, just, just thinking about it where I'm like thinking like there's all these like really amazing movies out there. Like not, yeah. that, not that they have to be like Oscar worthy or anything, You're but right. just something that really just gets you, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And for this person, it was just... Madea movies where I'm like, man, Whoever I can show you about, like all these. We gotta have them on the podcast. Whoever no, you're talking like, about. I'll, I'll tell her, man. I'll, I'll tell her. Cause I'm because I'm telling you, I think to that first theory we were talking about in the last episode, once you get past like 20 minutes of bullshit, the truth comes out and there's gotta be something. That's what more, I'm waiting for. It's gotta be prove my theory right. Why didn't tell you? No, yeah, like, I'll let her know. Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause she's actually really, really cool, you know. She's all like right. one of my favorite people over at work. I just can't get over the fact that, you know, like I said, once again, nothing against Tyler Perry, you know, he's doing his thing. But, like, I just watched one movie, and it's just, like, like this could be, like, a freaking, like, like I don't know, like, a Saturday night movie at, like, 10 o'clock that nobody's, like, even, like, watching, like. But you instantly learn that he has nothing of value that would uh, make you better, like, right away. There's no insight. Like, I don't watch this, like, you know, like, because I like watching things, you know, where I watch them, and it leaves me with something, you know, like. There's like an, a piece of an wisdom emotion, or something, wisdom, exactly, yeah, yeah. an emotion, something like beyond anything that I have like experienced up to, until that point. Right. Where it's like, oh man, like damn, like this is good. I love like the philosophy behind it, or even just like a general feeling that of good, a well, that, like oh cool, the feel good. There, there's there, yeah, there's like the well-being feeling, and then there's like a feeling that even like oh man, this like even at this point in my life, I'm 33. And this guy just like you know tuned me into something that I didn't even know before about. this point. Mm-hmm. That that's what I like watching. That's what 100%. I love you know about like movies or music, or just art yeah. in general. That's what I love about it. Just like you know this person like giving me some insight into something that I was never exposed to before. But I love documentaries for that same reason. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. But, there's but, there's certain like documentaries where like, um, do I give a fuck about <laughs> the guy who makes corn for a living? No. But a documentary will be so, an editor really, will be so good at explaining the way, like, he does, like, it affects me in a certain life. Like, oh, shit, he's right. He does this because of this and that, you know, that kind of thing. I love shit like that where people are so dedicated to their craft. And it's... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you seen the documentary Hero Dreams of Sushi? No, I haven't. I hate sushi. I'm not a fan of sushi. I live in Japan, and I've had the best sushi there is, and I'm not a fan of it. Just plain and <laughs> simple. I don't even like ceviche. So I, there's a thing, right. I have a thing against seafood, right? But there's a documentary called Hero Dream Sushi where his whole life is de- those Japanese man. You got to give it to them because they put dedication into the smallest things. You know what I mean? Which is amazing. You got you to have so much res- I I mean, might be very samurai. Me, me personally, I have so much respect for someone who just puts dedication into whatever he does in the aspect of any of his life. You know what I mean? He just committed. Completely. There's a great aesthetic, absolutely. Exactly aesthetic in uh, Hero Dream Sushi, and he's talking about how. Uh, he's worldwide known as the best sushi chef of all time, or at least existing right now. 
and you know people are like literally you have to make reservations months ahead of time that kind of thing mm-hmm. non exaggerant and it's because of dedicate it's on Netflix check it out Hirojin Sushi yeah. but he puts so much dedication and and heart and feeling into it this is something he's done his whole life and this is all he knows you know what I mean this is this, this is one of those things that he learned from his father's father's father that kind of thing and it's all been passed down to him and the way they do that specifically and the way he was taught he's learned to be dedicated to his life nothing but like, almost like a cleanliness next to godliness type thing mm-hmm. so he's basically perfected the the way to create uh, the best sushi or at least in his take the best sushi and I think part of it part of it is the technique that he's doing the way I feel it's coming across where like obviously you know the what, what he's doing makes it taste better but there's a little bit part of me that feels like whatever passion he's had whatever dedication he's had over the years whatever experience he's had like it's something non uh how would you say uh you can't measure it you it's, know it's non-tangible like non-tangible you, you can't that's exactly the word i was trying to think of non-tangible yes you're mm-hmm. absolutely right you can't measure it you can't you can't fucking like tether it you know or it's, it's like oh let me bring out my chart of like, like did it, i do all the steps you know because anybody could, i feel anybody could do all those steps and it would it, it would taste slightly off or whatever but it's that passion he's bringing that dedication mm-hmm. he's bringing that experience he's bringing that makes it taste a little bit better than everybody else's. You know, that's right. how that's how I feel about those things. Hundred percent. I forgot what the original origin of me telling that story was, but you oh, know. um, shit. It's <laughs> all I got, man. I don't know. I went in this whole hero. Anyways, no, check it, out it was very interesting. Hero Genesis City. Interesting. Check it out. Oh, uh, we were just talking about uh, philosophies and. Uh, what train of thought? Like, there was something very specific about, like, what led us into all of this. Yeah, like, I'm sure. Kind of sad. I forgot. Uh, back to the Future, Lonely Pine, Twin Pine. No, that was uh, way back. <laughs> that was Altering Dimension talk. I think we let we uh, lost half our, half our audience talking about that kind of shit. <laughs> but if if you're anybody's still, still us, listening, hey, thanks, man. What's up, man? Or lady. Hit, hit, hit us up, man. We'll have a beer with you. You don't know where you're at. Always. Do you feel? um, Let's change subjects for a little bit. Do you feel there's sometimes like when you can't have this conversation? You, for the most part, for me, the way I feel about like alcohol specifically, or even weed, whatever drug or uh, a recreational drug, pick your poison, whatever it is. But you become more open to like ideas, and you become more talkative. Um, and you want to, you have your better ideas when you're under the influence of whatever your poison is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All the time. Do you think that, like, I, I, I always had this idea, like, bars should really, like, cut the volume of the jukebox playing in the background in half. Because I feel like so much better conversation would be having if you were drunk talking, you know what I mean? Or if you were uh, To a certain talking. degree, yes. Because yeah, yeah, I, I, 100%, like, imagine trying to talk to a girl and you're literally yelling the whole time, like, so, do you come here often? <laughs> you know, that's the kind of thing that goes Oh, on. just because you're just trying to, like, shout over, like, the You're shouting music. over the thing, and you're, how articulate can you really be when you have to shout over a sweet emotion by Aerosmith or something, you know, laying in the background <laughs> or whatever, you know, the fuck, whatever the fuck is playing, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, like, um, I guess that that is a thing, you know, like, you just kind of got to speak over, uh, you know, like, whatever's playing in the background, but... Uh, like, I mean, man, I can't even think of, like, an instance where that's, like, a thing. Like, I'm just, like, talking, like, to wherever I go out with just, like, my friends, you know? Yeah. Just, like, you or whoever, you know? We're just, like, trying to maintain a conversation. 
But as far as, like, trying to be articulate or trying to, like, you know, spit some kind of wisdom or anything. Yeah. Uh, like, honestly, I can't think of anything just because everything is just so, like, it's almost like one of those things where it's not like, you know, I'm just, like, walking down the street. The more you drink, it's almost like, uh, like, with every drink, I'm walking on a plank. Okay. And with every other drink from that, I'm walking on a not even a plank it's just uh, the plank's been cut up and it's like a step there's like negative space another step negative space and I'm hopping and it's getting a little bit harder to get to wherever to, it is to that the I want to go exactly and then with another drink and another drink it's almost like I'm just trying to like jump from this point to this point but it's and fun but it's fun, you know. Right, yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's not like that's life and danger, you. you know. No, that's the incentive. It's like for a you mental drinking. thing, you Absolutely, know. Yeah. But it's like you know, uh, just at that point, how do I get like this message that used to be just like this one straight line? It's been just like shredded. And it's just from like like I said, from this point to this point. Yeah. And it's like, man, like, why is it taking me like so much to just like address this point that's like super easy, but. I'm, like, fucking drunk. I can't even, like, address, like, these thoughts in my head. And if I can't address this to myself, how am I going to, like, uh, get this point across to this person? Yeah. You know? I know exactly what you mean, yeah. And uh, I think it's just just always this disconnect from, like, one level of sobriety with less sobriety with even lesser sobriety. You know, it's it's so weird that, that what you're explaining right now because... There's a dichotomy to it because part of you is like you're getting dumbed down. I, I would literally have to like uh, when you're not around or other certain other people aren't around. I would 100% have to drink more just so I can have a conversation with certain some of my friends, which is kind of sad. <laughs> but I would definitely have to dumb myself down a little bit just to be able to like ah oh, that's awesome you know that kind of thing. All right. And a part of part of also though I remember having you know drink just so I could be have the courage to open myself up more. Where I would have were these ideas like the way we are now, you know, we're drinking, we're we're getting buzz, but we're having so many of those segue ideas. We're like, oh, what if this was that? What if right, this right, was that? right. And so it's this like weird economy where part of it is the more you drink, the more you're able to explore every part of aspect of that conversation you're having, or every part of your mind is thinking, wandering. And part of it is like you're dumbing yourself down to be able to communicate with the masses, type thing. You know, this is my version of the crayon going up Homer's nose. Oh, you know perfect, what I mean. Perfect. You, exactly what I mean, and so so and it, it, I, maybe it's all in, about intent. Maybe it's all about you know who knows. Maybe it's all about intent. Maybe it, like if I know I'm going out with you or uh, Elliot or uh, any other my you know friends where I know the conversation I'm going to have is something of value or something where it's going to be interesting. You know, gotcha. and like I'm going to be drinking and I have the intent where like, oh, this is going to be a good conversation. And it leads to like, oh, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Oh, that, what do you think? You know, that kind of thing where it branches out to everything. Or if I have the intent where like I'm going out with a certain friend who, you know, maybe is not, you know, uh, oh, go USA. You know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I don't <laughs> no, know how to explain yeah, it, but you know what I mean. Just, uh, so, just go team, hashtag whatever's in front of that hashtag. Exactly. Yes, that's what I'm for. Exactly. We're like, oh, I know I'm going to have to dumb myself down. And I know I'm going to have to to be able to enjoy the conversation that he's talking The topics I'm talking about, or he's talking about, I'm like, oh, I can relate to. And I have to dumb myself down. So alcohol is thing. So maybe the, the subconscious intent of who you're going out with or who whoever you're with or the conversation you're having has that much influence on also along with the alcohol one of them brings out more in you and the other one brings out you know like or dumbs down less in you 
You know what I mean? And I, this would actually be one of those things when I was in the Marines where it, it really would be 50 50 with like, oh, half the Marines I'm with are really, really testosterone driven guys who are just all about <laughs> uh, pussy, fuck, yes, punch, drunk, love, whatever, you know, that kind of right. thing. And the other half would be, the other half would be like, damn, that's fucking interesting. What do you think about this? Or, damn, that's interesting. What do you think about that? You know, that kind of thing. Hmm. Maybe it's all about intent of who you plan on going out with that night. And that's a subconscious idea in your head where alcohol affects that, you know? Do you think there's something to that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, kind of like uh, picking your battles, you know? Yeah. Just kind of like, you know, yeah. just addressing the situation. Obviously, like, if I'm going to go on an interview, I'm not going to, you know. Do you want to go over around three? Because it's kind of time. I'm mean, down. Oh, let's do it, man. Let's yeah? Do it. Let's All do right. it. Uh, before you get into that story about the interview things, we'll say goodbye because uh, we're actually on hour 15 right now. We don't, you know, we don't, you know, bandwidth-wise. So we got to cut out the episode. But um, I'm, I'm having a, this is one of those things. I'm ha- subconsciously having a great conversation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're intoxicated. Yeah, but let's, let's go for hour three. We haven't done hour three in one night in a long time. So let's do it. I yeah. think this would be the second? The third. Third? Yeah, yeah, third. And that means I don't remember, like, one of the first <laughs> two. <laughs> okay. We're Snooze and Booze. I'm Steve, and I'll catch you on the flip side. And I'm Loaf, and I'm still working and on it. <laughs> still working on it. That's it. That's a good one. That, that's <laughs> All right, guys.